Welcome to the Manifesting Mum podcast. My name is Gemma Bernad and I am the Manifesting Mum. Did you know there are 12 universal laws of manifestation? Nope, neither did I until recently. Now I'm on a 120-day manifesting mission to uncover, learn and share everything I can about how to create the life of my dreams and I want to empower you to do the same. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. This episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast is proudly brought to you by the Manifesting Mum free Facebook group, a community of like-minded, beautiful and inspiring mums who all want to create their dream life with courage and confidence. You can join that community by visiting thevillageformums.com.au forward slash the Manifesting Mum. I'd love to connect with you inside that community. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. You are here with me, the Manifesting Mum, Gemma. Wow, episode number five is here and I am recording it again in my walk-in wardrobe because, well, that's just life, isn't it? Sometimes we have to take imperfect action to get things done and that's exactly uh, what I'm doing. So how cool is this? Episode number five and I'm recording this on a Friday. One week ago I recorded the first four episodes and just before I hit record on this episode now I got an email from iTunes to say that my podcast has gone live on iTunes. So there's a very good chance you are listening to this from iTunes right now but oh my goodness Honestly, I almost shed a tear. I am overcome with joy and excitement. Honestly, I'm just so, so happy. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of myself. I am so excited. I am vibrating some seriously high energy at the moment. This is the most awesome feeling. Listen, I had a dream nine, ten months ago now to bring a podcast to life and I set that intention and I have stumbled and struggled and procrastinated and been lost in fear and uncertainty for nine long months about this podcast. I threw around so many different ideas and I really just didn't have the clarity nor the connection that I felt this podcast needed to do it justice. But within the space of a week, I have managed to get the most phenomenal clarity and create such certainty and confidence. And now you are listening to episode number five. And that's all happened in the space of one week. One week. Things can change fast. So what an awesome message that is. You know, life can change very quickly and mine certainly has in the last week and a half. We are now sitting at around 350 beautiful women inside the Manifesting Mum Facebook community. It started at zero last Tuesday. So about 10 days ago, it started at zero. So it is growing and it is such a beautiful community. It really is. I'm so proud of all the women that are in there that are being open and honest and just being really willing to learn more and to take you know, their life into their own hands and say, this is what I want. This is what I deserve and I'm going to go after it because 
you know, I want to feel good and I want to feel good now. So it's just been an amazing experience, you know, to do this with such beautiful women who really are just so passionate uh, about their life, which is fantastic. So here we are, as I said, episode number five. And today I really wanted to share with you. So we're 11 days in. I'm 11 days into my 120 day manifesting journey. And so I thought, how about I share with you 11 lessons in 11 days? Okay, so 11 lessons that I have learnt over the last 11 days about myself and about manifesting and a whole lot of stuff. And I just want to share them with you all because really that's what this whole experience and what this podcast is about. It is about me going through my own personal journey to learn all I can about manifesting and to share it with you. I kind of want to take some of the legwork out of it for you. You know, I can't take it all the way because let's be honest, we all have our own lessons to learn and we need to learn them. We can't shortcut this stuff. But if I share with you the things that I have learned, then your eyes are opened and you become aware and you can see the signs when those things start to show up in your life. Okay, so 11 lessons in 11 days of the 120-day manifesting mission that I am on. Okay, so let's just dive straight into it. Let me get into this and let me just share with you the very first lesson I want to share with you today is something that really piqued my interest and what started me on this journey. And that is that there is more to manifesting than just the law of attraction. Okay, that has been a big lesson for me because honestly, up until very recently, I have had success with the law of attraction. You know, I have manifested and deliberately created quite a few things in my life. Truth be told, I've actually manifested everything in my life because we are always manifesting. It's just whether we are deliberately, purposely and intentionally manifesting but, you know, I've already shared with you, I my most successful and my most favorite manifesting experience has been my husband, and I used the law of attraction to bring him into my life. I have manifested a cruise, and I actually manifested my daughter as well. So I just always knew I wanted a daughter. I always knew I wanted her name to be Annabelle. And I just knew. And the universe showed me signs when I fell pregnant. My husband went running one day. And on the side of the road in the gutter, a little girl had written her name in chalk. And her name was Annabelle. You know, little signs like that came around when I was pregnant. And I always knew I would have a daughter called Annabelle. And one of the reasons I wanted to name my daughter Annabelle was because my mum's name was Anne. And another thing that's even more amazing is that my husband, whose father passed away almost nine years ago, his name was Bill. And it is just the most serendipitous situation that my husband and I came together and that we were totally connected when I said to him particularly, I want to name my daughter Annabelle. And it was like Anne and Bill, and it just came together perfectly. Anyway, I digress just slightly, but I just wanted to let you know that I have used the law of attraction and created some beautiful things in my life. But 
I didn't know that there was more to it than just really closing your eyes, visualizing, maybe writing down, you know, 55 times, five days in a row, what it is that you wanted. And I have done that ritual before when I manifested the sale of my business. (laughs) I wrote down 55 times every day for five days that I wanted to sell my business. It was, to be honest with you, when I look back on it, all it did was just fuel my anxiety. But, you know, that's a story for another time. But, uh, yeah, look, I did not know. So that's the first lesson, that there is more to manifesting than the law of attraction. You know, go back to episode number two of this podcast, which shares with you the 12 universal laws of manifestation. And it's so important to at least understand that there is, there is more than just the law of attraction and to start to become familiar with the 11 other laws, okay? So make sure you visit that episode. Episode number two will break it all down for you. Okay, lesson number two is we are all in the way of manifesting what we want. That is like, for me, uh, such an eye-opener, but such an empowering lesson to learn, is that the only thing that is in the way of me realizing the dreams that I have for my life is me. That's it. Me. I'm the one. I'm the one thing. You know, you might say, oh no, well, there's this. I don't have enough money to, you know, create this and to buy this home and, you know, X, Y, Z is going on and that's stopping me from doing that. And it's not. You are the only thing that is in your way. That is it. And the reason I find that so empowering is because if I am the only thing in my way, then I can get out of my own way. I've just got to get out of my own way. And that is so liberating to know that because I can teach myself how to do that. I can learn how to get out of my own way. You know, I can really start to embody the 12 universal laws of manifestation. And in doing that, I will learn how to get out of my own way. You know, just keep it simple. But just know you are in your way just you. And if you want to deliberately create the life of your dreams, then step to the side. Step aside, baby, and let those dreams come flooding in because they are there waiting for you. They are waiting for you. They're not waiting for anything else. They're waiting for you. So that is a really cool lesson to learn. Okay, number three. And I alluded to this one before, but you don't need to obsessively manifest in order for it to be successful. And uh, as I said, I have actually done a ritual, which I got from another lady who's very big on, uh, basically on social media for manifesting. And she has this ritual, which is five days where you spend time writing down 55 times exactly what it is that you want to create, like your intention. And I did this. I followed this ritual when I was manifesting the sale of my business a couple of years ago. But for someone like me who has controlling tendencies, this became an obsession I was like fixated on trying to control and obsess over the outcome. And, you know, we know that doesn't work in our favor because it's not putting us at the right vibrational match for what it is that we're trying to bring into our life. 
You know, being obsessive and worrying and trying to control things is not a very good energetic match for anything positive. All you'll do is end up inviting into your life more things that you feel like you need to control and obsess over. Manifesting is supposed to be fun. When you start to wrap your head around the fact that you can literally have anything that your heart desires, that you are truly connected with, and that you are able to energetically align yourself with, it becomes a really cool experience. Not an obsession. It's like, I have so much power. How amazing is this? And a lot of people get scared of that. And I say, embrace it. But don't become obsessive over it. When you obsess over manifesting and you just stay fixated on the outcome and the fact that it's not in your life, then you will not manifest what it is that you want. Relax. Have fun with it. You know, work on that energetic shift and enjoy the process and the results that that gives you because that is where you are going to start to feel better immediately. So you don't need to obsessively manifest. Relax and enjoy it. Okay, lesson number four for me has been so amazing. Oh my goodness, it almost brings tears to my eyes, okay? Anything is possible. Anything. As I just said to you before, anything your heart truly desires that you want to create in your life and that you can energetically align yourself with can be yours. Anything. And for someone like me, who was a very broken young girl who stopped dreaming at the age of 10 years old and who believed that the world was against her and that she was always being punished, to finally, 27 years later, open her eyes and see that the universe is not only on my side, but it wants to give me everything I want to enrich my life is so beautiful. And I am no different to you. I am not special by any stretch of the imagination. You too can have anything you want. Anything that you truly desire within your heart can be yours. How phenomenal is that? It is so beautiful. Anything is possible. You just have to connect with it and align yourself to it. What a beautiful lesson to have learned over the last 11 days. Honestly, that just makes my heart sing. It really, really does. I hope it makes yours sing as well. Okay, lesson number five for me. And this kind of ties in with lesson number three about obsessively manifesting is that you can't successfully manifest and be a control freak. (laughs) And I laugh because honestly, this is me, or at least it was me. I, it was almost a shock to me to learn that I was controlling, but it wasn't until my husband really brought it to my attention when he kept saying to me over and over again, stop telling me what to do, stop telling me what to do (laughs) with everything, that I went, oh, hang on, what is this? Why am I always telling him what to do? Why do I like things done my way and my way only? Um, Hello, controlling mum. Maybe you're a bit like me. My controlling comes from 
fear of the unknown. So just to put it into context, you know, as a 10-year-old girl to lose your mum, even though she had been terminally ill for a number of years, it was a shock. Like no one sat us down and said, your mum is incredibly ill and she's more than likely going to lose her life. No one prepared us for that at all. My parents really tried to remain positive and even on her deathbed, there was no discussion, you know, with at least me as a younger, the youngest child that that was going to happen. So it was a shock. I was shocked. And I, I really truly believed that's where my controlling behavior began because I wanted to know the outcome. I wanted and craved certainty. I needed that because I didn't have faith that I would be able to cope if something bad happened again. I needed to know what was going to happen. And so I began to start controlling things as much as I could, you know, becoming very rigid in my ways, needing that certainty. And the thing is, is that when we are manifesting, we are co-creating with the universe. It is not just us doing it and we cannot control an outcome. And that might be really hard to understand because you're like, well, hang on, you just told me I can have anything I want. Yeah, you're right. You can have have anything you want, but you can't control it. You can't say, I want this and I want it right now. You know, that's a controlling behavior. You know, obsessing over your manifesting rituals and how you go about it is controlling behavior. And being controlling, again, is not a very good energetic place to be in. Because when you are controlling, you fear the unknown and you don't have certainty. And what we know about manifesting is that you have to shift your energy to a place of complete confidence and certainty that the outcome is yours, that it is done. So if you are trying to control things, you know, if you're trying to control things by even just the emotions that you experience, you know, the worry is a, is a way of controlling things. You know, trying to predict the outcome of something is a way of controlling things. You know, doing rituals that cause you to obsess over all of this stuff is your way of controlling things. You have to let go, okay? So you just can't successfully manifest and be controlling at the same time, okay? And that's been a big lesson for me, lifetime of controlling behavior, So having to learn to release that and trust and have faith and confidence and certainty is not something that I have like just learnt. It is ongoing and it may always be that way, but I know where my energy is and I know when I'm going into controlling behaviors and I know when I'm letting go and surrendering. Okay, and I can identify that and shift myself out of that space now. Lesson number six, and this all again kind of ties in, let go of your attachment to the outcome. This is everything. Now, I went live in our Facebook community last night and talked about the things you need to let go of to create your dream life, and this is one of the things. You have to let go of the outcome. And one of the reasons that is so important is going back to you know, the concept of energetically aligning yourself with already having the outcome is that the person that already has the outcome is not worrying about the outcome. They're not attached to the outcome because they already have it. So you have to really let go of your emotional attachment to the outcome. But what you do is you attach your emotion to the energy 
you fuel yourself with the energy and shift your focus to becoming attached to creating that shift in energy to energetically align yourself with that which you are trying to manifest. But at some point, you're going to have to let go of that because otherwise it goes back to those old points that you become obsessive. You're so focused on the outcome. And when you focus on the outcome over and over again, particularly, what you are doing is you are sending a very clear message to the universe that you do not have what it is that you want. And that is an energetic mismatch right there. So you have to let go of your attachment. You have to release your attachment. You have to become present and mindful and grateful in this present moment. And it can be a fine balance, you know, because we want you to dream. We want you to visualize, you know, you you want to connect with that emotional and energetic feeling of already having the things that you're trying to create in your life without becoming so emotionally attached to the outcome that you are then finding yourself constantly worried about if and when it's going to come about. So it's so important that you let go of your attachment, refocus your energy to the present moment, trust that the universe has heard what you are desiring and it will bring it to you when you energetically align yourself and be open. All right, lesson number seven for me Law of vibration is king and you've probably guessed this because I have used the word energy and energetic alignment and energetic shift probably about 150 times since this episode started recording. So I've used it a lot and I've used it a lot because law of vibration is king. The universe is all energy. We are energy and like energy attracts like energy. And that is truly how you manifest. You shift yourself to the energetic space of that which has already received the outcome. And when you do that, you become an energetic match for what you're trying to attract. And it enters your life. That is the most important thing. And here's the thing. I mean, even if you don't set your intention, visualize, decide on your outcome, if you're unsure, if all you do is energetically shift yourself to a place of joy, abundance, love, satisfaction, gratitude, peace, and happiness, the doors will open to the most magnificent things to enter your life. And any intention or thought you have about what you need or want or desire to continue to enrich your life will start showing up and showing up quickly because you have shifted yourself to that energetic space. And so you'll just start attracting all those things that are matched to that energy. And the bonus with the law of vibration and and the energetic shift is that you'll feel good now. You'll feel good straight away. It's not any form of delayed gratification. You know, when you start feeling abundant and you start feeling gratitude and you start feeling love, more often than not, it feels amazing regardless of what is going on in your life. It feels amazing. It really does. So law of vibration is king. It is everything. It is such an important component of manifesting. And if you do nothing else other than shift your attention to that universal law and step two in your manifesting journey, which is to embody the person 
or the energy of the person that already has the outcome you've decided upon, you know, magic will happen. I promise you it will. And I know that because I have spent so much of my attention and my focus over the last 11 days really learning and embracing this law and the things that have happened in my life have just been beautiful. I've had, you know, some really magical experiences, a deeper connection with my husband, you know, things that I've thought of that I thought, gee, that would be nice, have shown up in my life. You know, it's just a beautiful place to operate from. So embrace that lesson. Law of vibration is everything. Okay. All right. Lesson number eight. And this really rounds up my whole life. Okay. But lesson number eight is you don't know what you truly want until you've experienced that which you do not want. And this is actually the law of polarity. And this is amazing. I mean, so often, and I truly lived as a victim of my circumstances for decades. I really, really did. And it is now, sitting where I am right now, that I can reflect on all of the things that have happened in my life, all of the tragedy, all of the pain, all of the heartache, and see the blessing in it. And for anyone that knows me well and that knows me from childhood through to teens and into my 20s will know how desperately lonely and pained I was and how much I lived in a victim mentality. So to hear me say the words and to be able to say that every situation I went through, and I went through some horrific things at times, was and is now a blessing in my life because it has made me realize with absolute certainty and clarity what I want. And what I want is to feel joy in the depths of my soul. I want to feel that and I want to share that with my family, my husband, my beautiful children. I want to share that joy with them. I want to lead my family to a place of experiencing abundance in their life and seeing the opportunity that is available to all of them. And I can only do that because I have experienced the opposite of that. I've experienced decades of feeling like the world was against me, that I would never have anything I wanted that I would be stuck feeling depressed and lonely and that I couldn't or didn't deserve anything nice to happen to me. And it's through those experiences that I have the clarity around what it is I truly want. And so that is a beautiful lesson to learn and I wish that for all of you as well. So lesson number nine is a bit of a shift, but It is an important one for me to share and discuss with you, and that is that fear can be crippling, paralyzing. It really can. And it really kept me paralyzed for so long. And even though I feel this monumental energetic shift at the moment, and I just feel almost blissed out, I have to tell you, I've used the word blissed out that many times this week, but it's really how I feel. 
I just feel phenomenal and very blissful and very content, very grateful for everything I have in my life right now. But there are still times when it comes to putting myself out there, sharing my story, sharing my truth and trying to empower other women to experience what I'm experiencing, that fear starts to creep up. You know, that old, those old beliefs of, am I good enough? What will people think? Do I really know what I'm talking about? Have I got any value to add? You know, that's fear. That's how fear shows up in my life. Um, But I have had to face that head on because I know that if I face that head on, then I will be able to take myself to the next level and I will be able to do the things I want to do to create the impact that I want to and that I so desperately crave. I know the only chance I've got to really live out my deepest passion, which by the way is very ambitious, but it is to heal the world one mum at a time, then I have to face that fear head on and I cannot allow it to be crippling any longer. I cannot allow it to paralyze me because all it's doing is keeping me small. It's keeping me stuck and it's not allowing me to shine like I deserve to. And so do you. You deserve to shine your light doing whatever it is that lights you up, whatever that looks like. But fear can prevent you from doing that because it wants to keep you safe. It thinks it's keeping you safe. And so it tries to keep you small so that you don't extend yourself, that you, so you don't show yourself out there in case you get hurt, you know, and fear is trying to do that to you. But when you're aware of that, you can start to slowly but surely chip away at it. And you just do that by taking it one moment at a time, one small challenge at a time. You know, there's a really great book by Susan Jeffers, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, which is a fabulous book. And it's not that fear will necessarily go away. There's, you know, in some respects, a healthy amount of fear. And I think fear plays a beautiful place because it it really, for me, it shows up when I'm about to make big inroads and when I am, you know, really about to step out of my comfort zone and do something that I know is going to create change both for others and within my life. So when I feel fear, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm about to do something important here. Okay, this makes me even more motivated now to do it. It's taken me a while to get to that place, but I encourage you to absolutely spend some time just addressing your fear and not let it cripple you any longer. Okay, lesson number 10 for me, and this is one that really has only come to me in its full capacity in the last 24 hours, and that is love is the ultimate manifesting tool to have in your kit. And the reason that love is the ultimate tool is because when it comes to energy and frequency, love is one of the highest vibrating frequencies in this universe, if not the highest actually, I think. So love and gratitude actually are about the highest. So when you immerse yourself in love, for others, but more importantly, love for yourself, you shift your energy to the highest frequency that is available to us. Can you imagine what you can attract into your life 
when you operate from a place of unconditional self-love, like that to me is phenomenal. Like I just feel so grateful to have really, truly understood this lesson and to be able to share it with you, that love is the ultimate manifesting tool. If you do no other work other than work on your own self-love, your life will change. And I have just finished, when I say reading, I'm an audible person. I love Audible because I'm a big podcast listener and with Audible, obviously I can just connect in and listen to anything, but I've just finished listening to an audio book that is an hour in length. It's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It by Kamal Ravikant. Truly amazing, amazing, amazing book and I highly recommend that you either buy it, it's short, or you download it from Audible to listen to it. Because it's just so simple, but he gives a couple of really great tools around creating silence and then just using mantras and affirmations to start to shift yourself from a place of basically self-loathing, which is where he was at, to loving yourself. And, you know, what a gift you can give yourself, but what a gift you can give to your children as well. You know, we think the gift we can give to our kids is that we love them unconditionally. But if we don't love ourselves unconditionally, then we are never able to fully give the love that we are truly capable of to our children. And so, you know, the ultimate gift to our kids is to just love ourselves and then show love from that place. How amazing is that? But love is. Love is the ultimate manifesting tool. So please, I encourage you, work on your own self-love. And I'm not just talking about the physical, although let me tell you, for us women, particularly post-babies, that is a big component. You know, when you look in the mirror and the first thing that you or your eyes are drawn to is your saggy tummy, your stretch marks, you know, all those things, and you just feel embarrassed and shame and hatred for them, then can you imagine what that's doing to your energy? You know, that's not love at all. So I encourage you to start to address those areas of your life, you know, to start to appreciate your body, then to start to learn to love it. Love it for every imperfection and for every perfection you see. And then work on the deeper stuff. Then work on loving who you are. Work on loving all the things that you've done in your life, even the things that you are ashamed of and embarrassed of and wish you could change. Work on loving those parts of you too. Work on loving it all. You know, approach your love for yourself like you do for your children. And love yourself unconditionally. And things will change. Doors will open. Things will show up in your life. And it will be amazing. And guess what? Even if they don't, you're going to feel fabulous. You're going to feel so good. And you'll be able to detach from the outcome because you won't care because you'll just feel so good. Anything that comes in will just be icing on the cake. 
Okay, my last lesson that I have learnt, okay, is a really practical lesson and I wanted to finish on this note because I think it's so important, particularly if you're someone that is new to manifesting or you've struggled with it in the past and that is to start small and to chunk down your big outcomes, so if, you're, if you've got outcomes that you've decided on that are massive, that you know are going to take a long time really practically for them to happen in your life, you know, start small. Because when you focus on something that is really, as I said, practically quite far away, you can lose focus. You can lose motivation. You can find it hard to maintain your focus to stay positive, to stay energetically aligned. And also some of those big things are vibrating at really high frequencies. And if you are someone that is, you know, really struggling with your self-love, that feels despair and sadness and resentment in your life, you know, you've got some work to do to shift your energy. And the reality is that could take some time and that's perfectly fine. So what you want to do is you want to start smaller. Choose little things and have fun with it. The last week I've been, I manifested a bunch of flowers, car parks, uh, phone calls. Oh my goodness. So many little things, money, little bits of money showing up, you know, just for a cup of coffee, things like that. I've just focused my attention on some of the small things because I can detach from the outcome really easily because the truth is I don't really care a lot about those things. Like my life, I'm fine. Like if they don't show up in my life, I'm totally cool with that. But it's fun. Like it injects a little bit of fun into it. And then it builds the strength in my self-belief. It builds my manifesting muscle. And I'm like, oh, tick, yeah, I did that. I created that. I deliberately created that in my life. How good am I? Look how powerful I am. You know, you have some fun with it. Start small. Work up to the bigger things. And then they will become fun. Just keep building the muscle. But chunk it down. That's really important. You know, if you've got something that's really big that you want to create, you know, it's a little bit like goal setting, like work backwards. What are some of the things that need to happen for that big thing to manifest in your life? Okay, well, how about I focus on one of those things? Maybe that's even still quite a big thing. So maybe I need to chunk that down a little bit further and just work on some of the small stuff first. This is a journey. This is not a race to a destination. And if you are trying to impatiently race to the end game, first of all, it's not going to show up in your life because impatience is a low energy. So you'll be a mismatch straight off the bat there. But what happens is you're going to get it and it's not going to satisfy you. And then you're going to hear, okay, well, now I need to manifest something else because I'm not happy yet. I'm not feeling the abundance. I'm not feeling the joy. You know, I'm feeling kind of like, oh, God, yeah, still feeling the same. So I better go and create something else in my life to fill the void. So don't race to the destination. Don't rush to the end. Relax. Have fun. Enjoy the process because the process my dear, is called life. That's what it is. And the only end game for all of us is death. And that's the second time I've mentioned death in five episodes. <laughs> I promise you I'm not morbid. But what are you rushing? What are you rushing towards? 
What's the end game? There's no end game. The end game is this moment. Enjoy this moment. Enjoy the process. Wake up in the morning and be so totally in love with what you have in your life, regardless of how crappy it might feel. Just feel the love. Feel the appreciation. Immerse yourself in feeling it all. Feel the feels. Feel it all. Shift your focus to that. And then have fun. Have fun. Make it a little game. My husband and I are having a little game with it. He sent me a message the other day. He's like, how cool. I just manifested every single green light between our home and work. You know, when I manifest a car park, I'm like, hey, I just manifested another car park exactly where I wanted. You know, we're having fun with it. Have fun with it too. Start small, chunk it down, enjoy the process. Okay, they're my 11 lessons for you. 11 lessons in 11 days on the 120-day manifesting mission with the manifesting mum. Woo! How cool is that? So yeah, I've learned a lot in the last 11 days. I've learned a lot and it has been so phenomenal and magical and amazing and every word you can possibly think of I just want to throw out at you but it has been so good and I'm so grateful for you I truly am I appreciate you so much I appreciate you listening I appreciate you contributing to our community I appreciate you being open to allowing me into your space I just appreciate everything I really do I'm so grateful at the moment And all I wish for you is that you can find that abundance and joy in your life right now because when you do, things will shift, the tide will turn and life will open up to you in the most amazing way. So thank you again. I really look forward to connecting with you again really soon on the next episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. Have a fabulous day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love you to subscribe, rate and review over on iTunes. See you at the next episode.